you're listening to For Eternity and Until, where together we uncover how to bring heaven to earth in our everyday choices and live the life we were created for. I'm your host, Tori Mayhine, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this party started. Welcome back to another episode of For Eternity and Until. I am here with Shauna Merlin, who is the genius content developer of the talk about curriculum that we've been talking about so much here on the podcast. Me and my family have been using this uh, child discipleship resource now for basically this entire year. And there are so many things that I love about the simplicity and the intentionality around the way that you create this beautiful curriculum, Shauna. We're going to talk about, talk about, yes, but I want to put your story on display. I only know a little bit of it because here on the podcast, we're speaking to the ambitious women of faith who are looking to clarify and activate their God-given calling and work with a purpose that is set in eternity in their everyday life. And the only way that we can know what our God-given calling is, is to go back through the depth of the brokenness in our story to see where (laughs) God was threading together his goodness, whether we saw it or not in the moment, um, because it's where the brokenness is in our story, where God ends up sending us back to those places to be a light and a voice for the grace of God and the goodness of God. Tell us more about your story and how did God use the brokenness in your story to lead you to the calling that you're carrying out today. Thank you for having me. And thank you for talking about, talk about just how we can share our faith with our families and how we can pass on a lasting faith with them. My story, goodness, you know, without going into all the, all the details, I think if you just think about, you know, a broken family and a girl from a broken family, um, I think that's where it starts. And so what was really interesting about my childhood is um, both of my parents attended church regularly. Um, we, we were very much people that were there every Sunday and, um, both my mom and my dad know the Bible. Well, um, they, they are people who understand scripture, but, um, but there was still brokenness and there was still difficulty. And I think what I learned as a child was that we went to church and we learned and we worshiped there, but a lot of times, um, that's where it stopped. And, and I think there's a variety of reasons why that happens. You know, sometimes it's busyness and sometimes it's because people are in survival mode because there's a lot of chaos in their lives and things like that. But unfortunately what ended up happening was the Bible. Um, a lot of times the Bible came out like as a bandaid, you know, like the, the parents were not getting along. And so let's take out the Bible and let's see if the answer is there, which of course the answer is there, mm-hmm. but it was, it was being used in that band-aid way of like, oh, here's a problem. Let's just, let's just pray about it real fast. Even though we haven't prayed together, like, you know, any other time, except for like, before we eat once in a while, um, you know, that's, that's when the answer would come out. And so that was, that was very much how I was raised seeing, um, the Bible used. And, um, after my parents separated, I, I know that especially my mom was just really relying on the Lord, but she was also in 
survival mode. Um, she's working and she's got a lot going on. When I was a teenager, I started working for a Christian couple who um, I had attended church with over the years and they owned a local flower shop. And so my high school job was to show up to this flower shop and deliver flowers or to, um, we would call it clean out the cooler, but that means just like, um, taking the flowers and cutting off the dead stuff and, you know, getting it all cleaned up and putting them back in the, in the cooler. Um, and so I thought I was there to earn my, you know, like $6 an hour, whatever it was at the time. I don't remember. Um, but really what I was there to do was to watch a Christian family. Mm. um, (laughs) It's just so precious to think back. Like here, I thought I was like, I'm going to make some money. I'm going to go shopping. I'm going to get some, you know, whatever it was that I thought I needed at the time, um, new clothes or buy my car, you know, whatever was going on. But God was using this moment to say like, your family's broken right now. And, and it's hard and you may not know what's going on, but I'm going to put you in a family and I'm going to show you what it looks like to have, you know, a husband love his wife. And I'm going to show you what it looks like. I remember watching, um, the lady, uh, she really pulled with the balance between owning a business and then being home with her kids and hearing that, that conversation and hearing her talk about it. Um, And so just not knowing it, this high school job became, um, discipleship, honestly. And and I had no idea that that's what was going on. And so that's, that's one of those things I have to be honest, right? I didn't really put that all together until starting to work in the arena Mm -hmm. of family discipleship. Yeah. Whereas I was kind of like pulling this timeline together. I thought, wow, like, even though my family for a variety of reasons struggled in this, not because they, they didn't love the Lord, not because, you know, there were, there were a lot of issues that happened there, but God and his grace, you know, provided this opportunity, um, for me and for me to watch this family and, and watch how they loved each other and, and how they loved the Lord. And so that is just, I don't know. It's God's grace that, that, yeah, that was a part of my childhood, you know? Wow. That's so so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I would love to hear from you when you're using the word discipleship, could you Mm -hmm. define it really simply for us? And what does it mean to truly disciple a child? Cause here you are at this flower shop, yeah, you know, getting, (laughs) getting paid. Right. And then, but the true treasure of this was discipleship. And what did that actually look like and mean? You mentioned, obviously, that you saw the way that they were living, which is a massive part of it. But what were some of the, how would you define it? And what were the intricacies of what that discipleship looked like in a practical sense? For sure. So something that I absolutely love and something I learned when I started with Awana is um, they have broken down defining discipleship into three words. And um, so we, we say belong, believe and become. And so when we're looking at making disciples, we're looking at how do we have a highly relational um, engagement with somebody How do we give them deeply scriptural information? You know, so how are we sharing God's word with them? And then how are we making it truly experiential? And when I look back at 
at my childhood, I honestly think what was likely lacking was that truly experiential component. Right. And so luckily I was in a solid church. I was learning God's word. I had a family, my family was broken, but I had a family that loved me. But I think what was so precious about those high school years was being able to see what it looked like for faith to be lived out every single day and to be lived in the decisions that were getting made Mm -hmm. and the words that were getting spoken. As we come into the Christmas season, we want to have intentional conversations with our kids about what matters most at Christmas time. And I've been using the talk about discipleship resource that Awana's put together to talk about the Christmas story. They're in a series called Light of the World right now. And I love it because I don't have to piece together different books to read or plans or whatever. I download the guide and there is a craft and there is a story and there's a coloring book and there's a playlist and so many other things that we can interact with in order to begin intentional conversations about our faith throughout the holidays. If you want to check it out, go to talkaboutdiscipleship.com and you can get one month free with the code all caps ETERNITY. You know, just being able to see, I, I just love the term immersion, just being immersed yeah. in God's word, not only with reading it and learning it, but like seeing that worldview play out in front of me. It's so interesting to use those three words because those are three of our four core pillars for work from earth as well which is behold, believe, behave, and become. Um, Mm -hmm. And what I think is interesting to note, at least in hearing your story, is that you were being discipled, but not discipled in a Christ-like manner or a Christ-centric manner to where it was moving from just knowledge of scripture into life. Like I think Mm -hmm. of all the different areas where we're being discipled by our cell phones and the content that we're looking at um, on a daily basis. Our children are being discipled in schools. Um, But true Christ-like discipleship requires not just knowledge, but it's like what Jesus said, love me with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, your body. True discipleship is multifaceted um, in that way. And so when it comes to actually living this out in your everyday life, because I know you're a homeschool mom and you are working and creating all of this beautiful content for Talk About as well. And I know there's many parents and mothers that are listening and going, I want to do a better job at leading Mm -hmm. my children in discipleship but I am so overwhelmed with the things that I need to get done on a day-to-day basis and the responsibilities that I have. What does it look like to thread this discipleship in the everyday activities of your busy life? This is just the perfect time for this conversation because um, we've had one of those days, you know, Um, where it just seems like there are days that are busier and more chaotic than others. And um, actually we've, we've kind of had one of those seasons where it's just been really, really busy. And especially to you moms that are doing it all. um, It's hard. I think we have to, first, we just have to say sometimes like, this is difficult. Yes. (laughs) Difficult to do everything. Um, And, and what really struck me today as we were just like struggling with the chaos, you know, like trying to juggle and things are falling is like to disciple my kids. I have to be a disciple of Christ. 
And when I am running all the time to do the next thing, I'm not sitting at the feet of Jesus. And, um, I think that's just my conviction and confession of today is like literally today, the, the past 24 hours is like, oh my goodness, I'm running as fast as I can. But none of that was being a disciple myself. You know, none of that was sitting at Jesus's feet. And I think especially we're, you know, sometimes pride ourselves in all that we can get done. Um, and that's hurtful <laughs> sometimes, you know, yeah. like it's, it's just, we do so much. And so just, I mean, here's, this is our example of today. And I'm, I'm honestly still struggling through this. Um, my daughter had started attending some open gyms to play basketball and, um, she's never played basketball before. We're not really, those of you that are like sport families hats off to you. Yeah, we are not, I'm people. not athletic. Like I, I can't catch, I can't, like, I'm, I'm not an athletic person. Um, but we had to make the hard decision today whether this was a, a thing that just happened that she wasn't going to continue on with the season. Um, and it's because we're busy. We didn't have time for me to be a disciple of Christ. We didn't have time for my kids to be discipled by me. And, um, that wasn't an easy decision. It, you know, we we try to think about our kids and what all they need and what all we can do for them. And for us and in my particular situation, we needed a few more minutes in our days. Right. And, um, and so I think the other thing that when we talk about just practical family discipleship, what meant so much to me during those teenage years was being able to see people literally like make their decisions with gospel lenses on, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, I want my kids to see that like, this is the reason why we said no to basketball. It's not because I hate basketball. It's not, you know, anything like that. It's because we have to have time together and we have to have time together with the Lord. Um, this is the reason why we choose to spend our money this way. This is our reason, you know, that we choose to work this way. And I think, you know, narrating those conversations to our kids is really, really important. Obviously we want to teach them God's word. Absolutely. God's word is, is powerful, you know, absolutely. But I think also taking them to the point where they can see how God's word is literally changing everyday decisions. And I just think about how far away that is from using God's word as a band-aid, like only when so needed. far away. Yeah. It is so different mm-hmm. um, because what it does is it preaches two different gospels. Mm-hmm. One of them is biblical behavior modification. Right. And the other one is heart transformation. And to be a disciple of Jesus, we have to do what Jesus did. <laughs> He honored the Sabbath. He honored his limitation in his humanity. And he made every decision submitted to the will of his father. I love the practical example that you just gave. Um, Personally, I told my kids ahead of time because I've learned this in this season that I'm like, November and December, we don't do any sports. That's out of the question. That's going to be the new rule in our house, just so you (laughs) know. It's the new boundary. It's a new boundary where I'm like, you know, you're allowed to do it in spring and fall, yeah. but summer fall was great. Fall summer was great. and winter, there's no way it's happening because yeah. it's too important to protect the peace in our home and to right. keep what matters most at the center. 
um, than it is to just remain busy. Are my kids going to be professional basketball stars or soccer stars? No way. Can they still learn all the, all and enjoy everything in doing fall and spring? Yes, but you wouldn't, I see so many families not even considering the different rhythms of life and decisions just for the sake of what they've been discipled by, which is the culture around them, the standards around them. We have to move in an opposite direction as Christ followers who are raising these tiny disciples to see what it looks like. Like we're being formed by something for sure. This is my next question for everyone listening, but also just for you personally in navigating this. In the process of you making this decision about basketball, just continue to use this. What were the Mm -hmm. lies that surfaced that the enemy came to steal and kill and destroy and distract you from the obedience God was calling you to? So that's a hard one. I think for me, what I wondered, like, is this really best for my daughter? You know, I, I saw a lot of confidence happen when she played volleyball in the fall and that was wonderful. And, um, I know that you're also a homeschool mom, but you know, we, we homeschool. And so we're always looking Mm -hmm. for these opportunities that, um, the kids get to be with, with other kids and enjoy those time periods together. And so where I had to sit with that one was what is best for my daughter, her spiritual development or her physical development, obviously like our bodies are important and we, we want to do the right things, but I think that's where it came down to was, so for some reason I'm okay with her being in, and by the way, when we're picking on basketball, like, you know, go with piano lessons, like whatever you want to do, even at church, like when you're volunteering (laughs) like like five times a week in church, it is. (laughs) Yeah. I just feel like there's some basketball person. I'm so, you can love basketball. It's just it's what happened literally today in our household. Okay, <laughs> but like I was okay with her committing to two hours of time a day in practice, and we spend time like, oh, let's work on your throws and let's work on dribbling and let's fix this and fix that. And I don't spend that much time on her spiritual development. No, like that'll I preach. Get, so worried about like, well, I want her to be able to dribble so she doesn't fall down or, you know, and I think that's where I kind of had this conviction was like, oh my goodness, look at the time that we pour into perfecting these certain skills. If reading the Bible kind of makes you go cross-eyed and you need a fresh way of experiencing scripture, I highly recommend that you download the Dwell Bible app. This is one of my favorite apps that I've discovered this year, and I have a coupon code for you in the show notes. Now, here's a couple of the things that I absolutely love that they give to you in this Dwell Bible app. They have playlists related to the feelings that you're experiencing. If you're feeling stressed or if you're feeling joyful or if you're needing peace, there's a playlist where they've gathered scriptures related to that emotion or the theme of the playlist and they set it to beautiful ambiance music in the background. You can customize it and make it your own so you can really deeply engage with God's word effortlessly. There's a link in the show notes below that'll give you some discounts for purchasing at a year or purchasing at a lifetime. I know this app is going to bless you and help you dive deeper into God's word. Go check it out. Right. And those skills aren't bad and, and keep perfecting, you know, she's going to work on her volleyball serves and things like that. But if that is getting more attention and more time than her spiritual development, 
then I've got my priorities messed up. Totally. And I need to process through that. And I think that's where the dust kind of settled in that decision was, is it more important for us in this season? So when when we're recording this, we're getting ready for Christmas, you know, is it, is it more important for us in this season to, you know, be, be sitting at the feet of Jesus, to be worshiping during the season, to be thinking through Advent and, and, you know, the coming of Christ and the future coming of Christ, or for us to be running around and not know up from down. And, and that's where we were, you know? Oh (laughs) Oh my gosh. Same. Yes. So the, the lies that I'm hearing just in what you're sharing is, am I getting it wrong? I'm going to get it wrong. Oh, for sure. I'm going to get it wrong. For sure. Um, And that when it comes to discipling your kids, where do we go? We go to truth. And so when we go to the, you know, theology of grace and that, my greatest role as a discipler of my children is to point them back to Jesus as the answer over and mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And things as simple as the choice to do basketball or not do basketball, to change a schedule, to say yes or no to something in all of my failures as a parent and for the failures of my children, living the gospel looks like Jesus is the answer for us, not me. Right. And that directly opposes the lie of the enemy that goes, you're just going to get it all wrong and mess up your kids. And they're going to hate this right. and that because you set these boundaries and whatever else. Right. For sure. For the women that are listening there, what is your go-to lie? Is it, you know, I, I'm going to get it wrong or I don't know enough about the Bible to be that Mm -hmm. person. And I need to default to someone else in the church. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, is it the procrastination or the apathy? Is it even the shame from your past and the story of going, Oh my gosh, I'm unqualified to do this. Not just, I don't know enough, but I've done too much to ever be that person. And just hear from two moms to the moms out there listening to this podcast that because of the love and the grace and the mercy of God, you are qualified in Christ Mm -hmm. to carry a message of hope imperfectly to your children. And truly there is no replacement for the mama voice being that voice of mercy and truth, even when you don't know it all, which is great that you have resources, even like talk about to make it very simple to go, ah, I love having, I love not needing to um, reinvent the wheel when it comes to conversations with my kids, but it's the basis of like, uh, we talk all day long and all week long about things, but an intentional set time that's led by me, that's simple and structured and nuanced is so helpful to alleviate those lies. You could just go back to these easy resources. And so I, it's, this is a segue to you to talk a little bit more about What could families expect when they open up the talk about material that you've so intentionally written with you and your team? Um, And just give us a little inside scoop of how it's structured and what the purpose looks like. Yeah, for sure. So I think what I found, and it's exactly what you're saying is we know we're supposed to be discipling our kids. We know we're supposed to be spiritually leading our kids but we don't always know what to do. And I remember reading a little book and I need to find it and, and figure out who wrote it because I feel like I refer to this all the time, but there was a little book on family devotions. And and the guy says, read, 
pray, sing. Mm. Start doing that every day. So good. And, and you'll figure it out. And I, and I guess I just challenge moms, you know, are you, are you reading God's word together? Are you praying together? Are you singing together? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes my kids is a little awkward. You're like, okay, like open up your hymnal, you know, (laughs) (laughs) or are we using like, you know, the Spotify playlist or what does that look like? And so for a while, when our kids were a little, um, you know, everybody would gather around and, um, my husband would read and, you know, of course we'd go through praying together and then we would let the kids pick a song. Well, what was really, when they were really little, they each would always pick the same song. And so we ended up singing the same songs, like, you know, 597 (laughs) times and they like, weren't that great, honestly. Um, (laughs) this was probably before like Spotify and all of this was was available. We have more options now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I think when it comes to family discipleship, we are overwhelmed because we don't know what to do. And so where, where we started with the development of this is, so what is discipleship and how do we equip parents to do that? What are they either lacking because um, they don't know how, or because they don't have time or, you know, what can we do to help make that happen? And so, um, we spent a lot of time just, just trying to process through that. And so what you'll basically see when you see talk about is that, um, there's time together in God's word. So dedicated time where we're actually reading God's word. Um, but then also little things we can do throughout the week to keep talking about that main point of scripture. So we can keep bringing it up and we can keep going over it. Um, and so those are little activities that are on our through the week sheet. And those are just simply there so that you can have that one conversation per week, but yet you can also go back and you can review that multiple times and reinforce that truth multiple times throughout the week. Um, we also have a more to explore page where we are really working on building biblical literacy in the family. And so on that page, we're kind of talking about the book that we're looking at the book of the Bible we're looking at and who wrote it and kind of some of the big questions that come out of that content that are kind of hard to answer, honestly. Um, and so we have some of those questions and answers for parents. Um, one of the things we've added recently is we really want kids to hide God's word in their heart. And so there is a scripture memory verse every week. Um, but there's also a memory melody. Yeah. That's my favorite part. I love it. Yeah. So our memory melody is, is scripture word for word scripture and, um, it's put to music and, um, it also loops a few times on the video so that you can actually memorize it. (laughs) So it loops several times there. Um, and so we've added that so that kids can be memorizing God's word each week. Um, and then if you have littles, um, there's, there's a little coloring page that goes along with it. And so what we've heard from, um, several parents is they actually print that off and they give it to the littles to be coloring while they go through some of the information, um, just kind of keep their hands busy, you know, keep them active. Um, so they're not running around or like, you know, upside down on the couch or whatever happens during those time periods. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think the expectation yeah. is for some reason, we think that we're going to like sit down around the table and everybody's going to listen and like, everybody's going to behave and not need to get a drink or go to the bathroom and they're not hungry. And they're not, you know, all of these things. That's not realistic. Totally agree. It's just, 
it's just not with kids. Like it's, it's not realistic. And so I think the way that we looked at this was like, what does it look like for a busy, active family with various ages, various stages of development? How can we reach every one of those kids? And so that's kind of how you'll see the resource laid out. Um, and it was, it was a joy because it was something that I was able to kind of think through. I mean, as a mom, okay, well, what am I, what am I looking for? You know, am I, am I looking for just the one Bible story? Am I looking for hands-on activities? Am I, what am I looking for? What do I want to give my kids? And then to work with this team of people to, to create what it is that we think is going to provide those opportunities. And so, um, the goal there is that you're going to see that belonging relationship where we, we are opening up conversations between parents and their children. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to share God's word with them. And then we're going to give them activities and ideas for them to just let that play out during the week, you know, whatever it is that they learned. And maybe it's a service opportunity or um, a parent sharing a testimony or some type of activity that they can do together um, yeah. and just kind of follow our, our 3B model of, of discipleship. So beautiful. And right now you guys also have an additional resource for Advent. As well. We do. Yeah. The Advent resource, um, it will be available throughout December. And so it's called light of the world. And we're just following the promises that God made, um, to his people that were living in darkness and the promise that a light was going to come. And then, um, looking at the light that, that Christ was, and that he gives us to, sh- to shine to others. And so there is a, um, there's a promo code, by the way, it, two months off, um, during Advent. So your first two months are free. And if you yeah. just go to talk about discipleship.com and use the promo code Advent, we would love to have you join us. Even if it's just during that Advent time period to check the resource out and see yes. if that's something that works well for your family. Absolutely. I've already looked through the content and we do the Advent candles. We just started kind of this as nice. a, as a regular Christmas tradition this last year, yeah. we got our candles all set up. And I love how this beautifully just goes right along with it for those four weeks and lighting the candles and the expectation of Christmas. It's a simple, but really beautiful Christmas tradition. So highly recommend you guys take advantage of that. Well, thank you so much. I, before we close out, I always ask this question, what is your favorite Bible verse and why? You know, we did a study on Hebrews, um, a couple of years ago in our women's group and, Something that stuck with me the most throughout that study was when God told Abraham to pack up his bags, even though he didn't know where he was going. Yeah. And I think about that constantly of like, God is not going to give you the whole plan. Yeah. And it might be messy and it might be hard. And you know what? You might even make some wrong turns. And I feel like moms, we have to hear that. Like we can, we can get discouraged in the wrong turns that we make. Um, and, but when you think about Abraham's life though, like he didn't know where he was going, he packed up his bags and he followed And that led to the Israelite nation, you know, essentially. And, and I feel like that's a place that God had to put me in was you don't get to know 
Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't get to know the end, the final destination. You just know that you have to follow right now. Amen. And so that's, that's where I've just really been dwelt. Like, I just really love Hebrews and and that particular part. I just, that's where I dwell. <laughs> yeah. Amen to that, my friend. And I'm so glad that you were willing to follow after where God led you in the talk about journey. I know it's just one small part of your story, but you've impacted me and my family and so many others in our community. So we thank God for you and so grateful for your time and for your willingness to be honest and share your story with us here today. God bless you in this Advent season and in all of this next year of writing the curriculum for families around the country and world. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you have a second, leave a review or post a comment here on the podcast page. It helps this podcast to be seen by other people so we can spread this message far and wide. I cannot wait until next week and I'll talk to you soon.